morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to episode number 181. Correct. Is that it right, Kylie? All right, 181. And I'm back home. I am I am back up in in uh, in my hometown of Sheldon, Iowa. Uh, we are at the Brew House, which is a new facility uh, on the south side of town, just south of downtown. Uh, if you know where the Dairy Dandy is, just a block south of there. And if, if you're from anywhere in the northwest Iowa area, you better know where the Dairy Dandy is in Sheldon, Iowa. Uh, but really excited to be back home visiting my dad for a couple of days. And I thought, hey, I'm going to come up here and and uh let's let's talk some hoops in one of the best places in the state of iowa that you could talk hoops at which is in northwest iowa i think both for boys and girls i mean sometimes it's harder to get to the state tournament than it is to win the state tournament coming out of northwest iowa you know so uh really excited here today kylie yates is your second or third time on second time. second time second time boys basketball coach at south o'brien ryan brasser I got it right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Girls basketball coach at West Lion, way nestled up in the corner there, Inwood. And uh, Heather Griefing, girls basketball coach at Central Lions. So the Lions, just good thing there's a table in between the two of you here. We want to we wanna keep the peace here. So how, how's everybody doing? I mean, we talked a little bit pre-roll here, but everybody's all right? Fantastic. Doing good. Great. Doing great. Yeah, yeah. So thanks so much for making the drive over here. You know, I had to drive about... Ten blocks from my dad's house, so it was pretty simple for me. But uh, appreciate you, you guys coming over here today and hanging out and talking some hoops. We got our main man Regan back here. You ready to go, buddy? All right, he's ready to go here. Uh, Coach Grafing's ten-year-old uh, son. We established that, so uh, so uh, keep hanging around your mom. She does a really good job. All right. Okay. Um, we got a list of topics. And and uh, we can kind of start wherever anybody wants to start at. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm not real particular. These are a lot more free flowing than our usual uh, podcast, just because we're sitting around and we're talking here. So I don't know. What do you What do you want to talk about, gang? Let's start at the top. Let's start, there you go. Start at the top. <laughs> start at the top. All right. We'll start at the top. That's that's genius here. So. Um, one of the questions that we all have to think about going into the off season, and, and your situation here in Iowa is a little bit different than mine in Nebraska. Uh, you have summer baseball, summer softball, so you're you're doing stuff with your kids, but you're not implementing as much stuff in June, and you're going to be probably going to be doing any sort of team camps and stuff like that in July. You know, tail end of July. I got a fly flying in my face here. Um, Whereas we're all done with our team stuff, and we'll still have some skill stuff, and a lot of my kids are going to be playing AAU in in July as well. So, uh, but the question that we all have to ask ourselves in the off season is, uh, how much do we change from year to year? I mean, we, we we have our systems in place. You know, this is what we're going to hang our hat on offensively and defensively, uh, but also you need to tweak it to fit your program to fit your kids and what you have from year to year and that's I know that's something that I battle personally so I'm interested to hear you know your all thoughts on what do you tweak what do you not tweak how much do you tweak are you you guys a big reinventors let's do it all over again or do we kind of keep it basic and and tweak here we're just we're just going to do what we do 
Heather, I'm, I'm yeah. going to give you the floor first here. Right. You were the first one here, so I I'm going to give I you the floor guys, first. So. You, so. um, you know, I think there's definitely some foundational things year to year, regardless of who you have, you know, that's on your roster, uh, that we, at, you know, at Central Line, we always try to keep the same. Uh, you know, regardless of who you have defensively, you know, there's things that we want to do and so on. Um, you know, but for me, and, and, you know, Ryan can attest to this because we play each other all the time, you know, you don't graduate a class like what I just graduated and not have to, you know, adjust a few things. So I think, you know, as a coach, you always have to, you always have to be analyzing who you have, what their gifts are, and how that gift, their gifts uh, can contribute to a, a bigger goal and, and to help you win ball games. And so this is definitely one of those years uh, coming into this fall where we're going to take a look at what we have. You know, we're really fortunate. We had, you know, graduation was definitely tough. You know, we graduated some really fantastic basketball players, but we did the year before as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have some kids, you know, that are just anxious to be a part of what we've been doing. So, you know, it's their chance. It's their time. And and I think, you know, as a coach, my job is to figure out where can we use their gifts uh, the most. But I I still think foundationally, there are things that we want to do regardless. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't matter how athletic you are or how your skill level. We want to do certain things a certain way, and that that's not going to change. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as Central Lion, we keep things really basic. Um, you know, we don't try to – we don't have a playbook that's that thick. Uh, you know, we just try to do whatever we run, whatever we do, we want to do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things aren't going to change. But I think definitely, you know, just the way our roster is changing from last season – uh, to this season. There's a few little adjustments we're going to make, but uh, I'm excited about it, and the girls are excited for the opportunity. So, percentage-wise, how much have you kept the same? Oh, I've not done the math. you done uh, the math on that? <laughs> how much I've graduated? I, I, I'm not asking for an exact percentage oh. here. I teach history. I can barely count sure. to 100, let alone, you know, do a bunch right. of that type of stuff. So You know, we... You know, and you're talking about how much offense we lose. Uh, you know, Ad- uh, Addison Close to Board, she's going to be a freshman at USD. Uh, you know, you're going to, that's a kid you're definitely going to feel she's her She's a kid that can really shoot it, right? Oh, outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. And just very, very I mean, skilled. she's no Kylie Yates, but she can really shoot it. I, you know, that I can't, I don't, I don't know yeah, the comparison yeah. there, but I'm always going to go with my girl, so I'm going to say okay. Addison, you know, it's, I got to give it to her. But I saw him shoot at our clinic uh, a couple Still got months it. ago. And, yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> Not no. Okay. It, it is on film. I'll just I'll just leave there it you that. Go. So if there you really go. There you go. But yeah, so we have you know Addie's gone and, and she was a huge part of our offense. Um, you know, and I don't think you can. Uh, you know, we had opposite Addie. We had Dion Jansma, who was uh, again she graduated, uh, and Dion had a role. And her role was to shoot threes. And when people, you know. Addie gets all the attention. We got to make sure they don't forget about the other side, and she played that role perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, the one that, that runs the, you know, she ran the show. That was our point guard, Afton Schlumbum. And you know, if you look at her numbers, her offensive average as far as scoring isn't going to jump out at you. But when you look at what she had for assist, the way that she uh, was able to How get much she created. Oh my goodness! And we have, I mean, Addison was one of our, you know, was our biggest scorer. But we also have a post player, Dusta Hugadorn, who will be a senior. Um, and Afton's ability to just be able to find them, to set them up, and if you forget about her, I mean, you know, in the state tournament, anybody that watched those games, you know, Afton, she'd get inside and go over top six foot kids, just really super athletic at that at that position. Um, so when you add all of that up, knowing that we're losing our point guard too, we definitely have some, you know, some ground. But we have Dusta yet. We've got other kids that are coming up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, it, it's not something. You know, we're looking forward, looking to the future. We're excited about what yeah. these younger kids are going to do, and they're really excited about the opportunity. And thankfully, you know, RC not just this year, but the year before as well, those seniors have shown these younger kids how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm excited to see, uh, you know, yeah. what these younger kids can do. How about you, Ryan? 
Yeah, similar to what Heather said. Um, we've had some pretty good teams the last few years, but we've really lost some a lot to graduation yeah. um, after the 21 season and 22 season. And um, so coming into this year, lost some size. And so uh, going way back, this will be my ninth year coach and always said we're a program that's going to change to the personnel we have. You know, I think there's some programs out there that really stick to what they do and, and no deviance whatsoever regarding the personnel or regardless of the personnel. Mm-hmm. And the times that that personnel fits, great. You know, yeah. everybody knows the system. But, you know, then you got years where you might be a full-court pressing team and you have a few slugs and it doesn't go very well. <laughs> you know, or you want to run some five-out motion and you got, you know, four bigs on the floor. And so yeah. um, we've always said in our program we want to change to the personnel that we have. This is the first year that we've really had to stick to what we said. And um, and so, yeah, us going forward, we've always in the past been kind of a four-out, one-in team. We run quite a few sets. Contrary to Heather, our playbook is extremely thick. Um, so, uh, well, it's that South O'Brien education that you yeah, it is. capable That's right. of doing That's that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As opposed to George Little Rock. You know. <laughs> but, uh, no, this year, um, not as big. We have some kids that can run a little bit, some more shooters. Um, and so we're we're really revamping everything we do. Uh-huh. Um, wouldn't say that's normal, you yeah. know, from three years ago to two years ago or two years ago to last year. But um, we've been we've been lucky enough to have some pretty good post players over the years that can play with their back to the basket and and run the offense through them a little bit. Uh-huh. And so that's been that's been really nice. But uh, no, offensively running some five out this year, looking to move a little bit more defensively, trying to get up in people's shorts a little bit more. Um, what's that? What's that been? Proce- what's that process been like for you? Like change. how much? Yeah, I mean, like, how did you prepare yourself for that? Um, obviously, you knew it was coming. Yep. You know, you, you know, so it wasn't like, oh gosh, now we, you know. Uh, but but what did you do to prepare yourself so that you could make that transition as as smooth as it can be? Yeah, I think that's something big. You know, coaches always have to be learning, um, researching, watching, trying to trying to find out more stuff. I always find myself kind of in the middle of January, um, regardless of how the season's going, not that we're looking past that year, but you just kind of get thinking what's coming up. And, mm-hmm. you know, you might make a list of kids you have coming back and your returners and add in those incoming freshmen and just kind of see what your, your club's going to look like. And so I remember back, you know, even maybe a couple of years ago, talking to Kylie and some other coaches, just trying to gather as much information and, um, you know, learning myself. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, a, I'm not a motion guy. Um, I like, I think, uh, and, and Heather can maybe talk about this too. I found that girls can read. They can make decisions off of reads. I don't think they're naturally great at uh, running true motion. Uh-huh. Um, like we were talking about before we start airing, you know, kids don't play as much anymore. They're not on the playground, you know, the driveway, Call your playing own. pickup as much, calling your own fouls. Yep. And uh, so f- essentially for the sake of, maybe trying to save some practice time the last few years we've had a little bit more patterned offense um give the girls some options let them make their reads but uh so it's been a big adjustment our open gyms this year um got a little bit of skill development but then we're trying to to get into our five out and uh-huh. learn some cuts and screens and reads and reading the defense and are they switching or you know fighting through and um but yeah it's slow i uh, i'm sure our girls are sick of me saying it at the end of every open gym i'm like hey it's coming it's coming, you know. Um, but uh, we had a girl a couple weeks ago that we were teaching the screen away with a curl, and then we said, all right, we're going to switch the defense. Defense is going to switch. 
and we went live for a little bit, and she said uh, uh, was going to go screen away and just slipped right to the basket and caught it, and you could see it just clicked for her. Yeah. You know, it didn't click for the other 12 girls at that time, but for her, now that same situation presents itself, you know, hey, this is a time that I can slip. Yeah. And so I guess trying to find those, you know, those put the girls in as many situations that can hopefully help it click for them. Uh Um, But, but no, to go back to your original question, I think it's just uh, us as coaches, we can't be rigid. We can't, you know, we, we all have a preferred style. Um, You know, I know Kylie loves to run five out motion as well. And, you know, but uh, now he'll, he'll talk about that. (laughs) Quite different, but. uh, So, so, so when you were obviously looking ahead, um, did you talk to your to your JV coach? Did you talk to your junior high coach and kind of say, "Hey, I'd kind of like to see you doing some some of this type of stuff." We're doing this with you know Brooklyn Meyer and the, the kids that you had a year or two ago, uh, but we're going to be a different team. Have you have you doing? You know, I want you to do this and this and and start to develop this before they even get to me. Did, was that something that you did as well, or no? We haven't. No, nope. okay. our uh, our seventh eighth. And then uh, freshman and JV coach were all pretty close. Um, you know, we make a lot of decisions together, mm-hmm. um, what things we think are important fundamentally or um, offensively, defensive principles. And um, but, I, but the thing that I was going to say is I don't think we uh, need to be afraid to try stuff in practice. Yeah. You know, even if you're a three-out, two-in team with a bunch of patterned offense, run some four-out, you know, no-dribble drills and mm-hmm. see how they respond yeah um and so there's been a few things that we've kind of thrown in you know i think as coaches we can always kind of justify to our team you know even if let's say we're, we've got central line on a friday and we've got somebody else on a tuesday that's maybe a little bit inferior and you know we're looking to head to central line a little bit without letting the girls know it oh yeah right and so you start to run some of their stuff or some other out-of-bounds plays or have the the scout team run some different things you can do the same thing with drills you know yeah. hey here's a five out drill you know we're, we're just gonna it, we're, our spacing's bad right so let's work on our spacing a little bit where in the back of your head you're really thinking huh there's some potential here or yeah. more more times than not what's happened with 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 our program is we try something and you know we tell the girls all right hey we'll come back to that later and you grab a drink and then we'll look at our coaches and we're like that's not gonna work so, <laughs> but uh I, I just think the two big things are continuing to want to learn mm-hmm. and um you know be willing to change so those yep. two things i think help one year to the next yep mr yates before before i, I gotta ask you how, how is the you're like the world traveler of the dakotas i think you've are, are you back and centered for from the trip from the dakotas well we've been on two trips we went out to the black hills for a memorial service in early july uh-huh. and then uh we were up in uh, lake skakawea melanie's uh family has a cabin up in south yeah. shore so we're yeah. walleye fishing yeah and then uh we always do what we can to catch some uh open gyms on the on the way back i uh, I, I, I love the pictures of the gym tours yeah that, that uh, you had so there. you got your Creighton university shirt on and then doug swinson uh from halliday north dakota oh sure yeah he yeah. would have played at Creighton, and i coached against him when i was an assistant coach so gotcha i go on all kinds of self-guided tours um <laughs> You gotta lock every door to keep me out. There's only you only need one door to get in open. So, um, no, yeah, it was, it was cool. In, Take a look at those old gyms that you were in, though. Yeah, and then we stopped in Gettysburg, South Dakota, and uh, toured around there. Cool. That's, that's fun time. Yeah. yeah. 
There was just some kids upstairs lifting weights with a towel in the door, so <laughs> I just go in and introduce myself. Actually, the Gettys, the Potter County coach I coached against when I was in center, and he was in Garrison. So gotcha. Um, there's quite a few guys I know in the coaching profession, so yeah, I just cool. try to connect with those guys. Yeah. What do you got uh, on this one, Kylie? I mean, you know. Well, how we adjust from year to year to, to Ryan's coming, I think partway through a season, maybe the late January, early February, you kind of make a needs assessment. and. Yep. You know, we have this, you know, master roster, and you look at who you're going to graduate, who's returning, what's that What's that look like. Um, along with the assistant coaches, um, we try to do a, uh, like a stop, start, continue conversation. What do we need to start doing? What do we need to stop doing? What do we need to continue doing? And um, based on the kids that we have back, you know, what's that going to look like? Uh, defensively. Um, you know, we're 10 years into the zone. We like it. We're probably not going to – that's probably not going to change anytime yeah. soon. I like to watch zone stuff, just see what anybody else is doing, talk to guys. And actually one thing we put together is um, every two or three years we try to update um, the best zone offense actions that we see against our zone, then that's then how we teach our zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of standard stuff, but then sometimes you'll see some new new actions that you think are really good. And so, to Ryan's point, you know, when you have some practice time, um, you know, generically, you say, "Hey, we should work on these zone actions." But you have in your mind somebody coming up that's going to be pretty good. Sure. Um, the change for us, mostly from year to year, is going to be on the offensive side. And I think fundamentally, you know, for coaches that are listening, I. I'm not sure that you can change both in the same year. Oh, that's a if, good point. If you want that's to change, you need to pick one and really make a wholesale change there. Um, and try to have some things in place that you that you think you really like from year to year, but mm-hmm. then you're going to adjust. Who's your best player? Who's your, who's your second best player? Who's your third best player? Those are the kids that are going to take 75% of your shots. Um, what offensive actions work well for them and what spots on the floor? And then we can design offense around them. Um, you know, we're going to rotate our man-to-man specials, probably based on that. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to rotate our baseline out-of-bounds plays, probably based on that again. Yeah. Um, and then kind of my final thought on that was um, we play 20 summer games and try to figure it out Yeah. and make another needs assessment at the end of that as you go into fall sports and say, this worked well for us. This didn't go as well as we were hoping. Yeah. And so we've got August, September, October to – uh, study and figure it out, yep. and then we're try to get something going again in November. Yeah, I uh, for two hours on the way up here yesterday. That's I was just kind of you know, I like this from this gal. You know, we need to do this a little bit better. This is you know, and and so yeah, that's 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 that I was doing that in my head. I, I don't think I want to write and drive while I'm while I'm going <laughs> seventy five miles an hour. But uh, um, I, I think. The, the, I really like your point about changing one thing, uh, either offense or defense. I, I, I agree with you. It's hard to change both. Um, and, and for us, we've really uh, we've really changed our – I don't want to say we've changed our defense, but we have emphasized different things. You know, we are now in year four. Uh, we are more uh, – we're deeper and, and probably more athletic top to bottom than we have been. And so from day – from the first day of, of our team camp, our summer camp, I just said, "We're gonna we're gonna let you rip ninety four by fifty, well, you know, and we have to be the best practice team in the state of Nebraska." And and that's 
what we've really emphasized all summer and and so we've been able like we've been and I and I made this decision this spring you know we're gonna we're gonna play West Lion in a team camp game okay this game we're only running this press I don't care if we win or lose but for 30 minute running clock 40 minute running what, what, we're gonna run this press the entire time until we're either way ahead or way behind and we're just gonna we're not gonna go five minutes of white X or then five minutes of we're just we're gonna get a good 40 minute rep on this defense and that I, I really believed helped us this summer um, our, our kids are really confident in our 2-2-1 but I told them we need a couple of more different looks out of this I know you really like this and we are we are pretty good at it but we need to do some things differently out of that and so that's kind of what we did coming into the summer um, we've kept our offense the same for four years you know just you know we're, this is what we're going to roll with and this is how we're going to do it we're going to teach our kids how to kind of make movement plays and reads and, and that type of stuff. So Yeah, thought off that, I think on the offensive side, um, your full-court attacks and your half-court trap attacks are probably going to stay similar, and you're going to adjust your quarter-court attacks. And then the question becomes on the defensive side is, in the games that you th- know that you need to win to change your season, mm, yeah. how much of the floor you think you want to guard mm-hmm. if you think you're pretty good and the games that you need to win and you can guard 94 feet of the court then that becomes your back to three-quarter court back to half court and if you're really inferior you need to guard about 12 feet of the, about maybe 10 or 12 feet yeah. and you need to play every possession five on five mm-hmm. and that then gives you the chance to you're going to win some anyway and you're going to lose some anyway most of the time and yeah. then there's this massive games in the middle of your schedule that you have to make a determination of the coaches what do we need to do quarter court offense and how much of the fork do we need to guard to win those games yeah if it's seven seven and seven well there's a big difference between seven and 14 and 14 and seven sure right what you do in those seven games on an average season um, really changes the view and outlook of what you're doing so i think that's the evaluation of the coach is to make those decisions yeah anything else on this one I think for Ryan and I, um, you know, when you talk about adjusting and, and when you play in the Sula Conference, from Tuesday night to Friday night, you know, you may have to make some big adjustments. We've got, I mean, if, you, if anybody that follows the Siouxland, Siouxland Conference basketball, it's ex- incredibly tough. It's a gauntlet. It is. And every night you go out there, you know, we, there are, there's, you know, some teams are more post-dominant. You know, I think about playing West Lyon the last couple, you know, the last few years. If you don't respect the post players, you're going to, you know, you're going to get kicked pretty good. And then you have other teams, you know, the Sioux centers and so on that are more, you know, guard oriented and so on. So I do think for, you know, I'm kind of speaking for both of us, but for me, playing in the Siouxland Conference really does prepare us for what comes postseason. Because I feel like regardless of what anybody threw at us in the postseason, we'd already seen it, Yeah. you know, and, and we'd seen the boxing ones, we'd seen this, we'd seen the one, three ones, we've seen the man, we've seen... Truly, I just feel like the competition up here really does prepare us for for what we see in that postseason when we see teams we haven't we haven't seen all year. So I think that's one thing. You know, we talk about foundationally what we want to do, but there are still little things that we tweak defensively depending on if we're playing West Lyon or Sioux Center or whoever. Um, and I think you have to be able to make those adjustments. You know, I used to when, as a young coach, it was like, okay, I'm going to go do what we do. You have to be a little bit flexible at yeah. times with yeah. that. But I, I do think, shout out to the Siouxland Conference teams and coaches and players. Um, 
yeah, they, it, it, it's it's a gauntlet, uh, and I'm grateful for it. Um, but during the middle of the season, it's, sometimes it gets like, oh my goodness, you know, there's yeah. no breaks. It's it's tough. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say something. Oh yeah. Well, you were talking about that. You know, like with us, and we really feel like we've we've got nine, ten, eleven kids that can really get up and down the floor. So, like against Ryan's team, if he's got post players. And they're really strong there. We want to really go out, trap hard, make you know, make his perimeter kids make decisions. You know, if you've got two or three really good guards like you had, okay, we're just going to go with just like a, a, a full court badger you, dog you, make you work. But we're not going to do a lot of trapping out of it because you know. And I'm not. I'm, I'm sure you had good guards. I'm not saying that right, but I'm just saying like from our situation, we want to have three or four different options based on okay. We need to contain a really, really good point guard, but we still want to pressure him 94 feet. So we're going to do this tonight. Whereas play West Line, we're going to do this. Play South Brown, we're going to do that. And that's part of what I tried to emphasize to our kids this summer is is that that's the the big plan, and that's what that's what we're looking ahead here too. Because there'd be times they'd be like, "Can can we run our two two one? No, we're we need to work on this. I know you're really comfortable with that, but we need to be uncomfortable right now because when we're going to need this. At some point, we're going to need this here. So, you know, I'll probably find a way to screw it up, but that's all right. So, <laughs> Ryan, what have you been working on in your off season here personally? Like, what have you done to make yourself better as a coach? Yeah, kind of like I mentioned earlier, um, trying to run some things offensively that I'd, I'm not natural with. Um, so just, just trying to get as many resources as I can. Um, last few championship productions orders kylie and i have kind of went in on some joint orders and, uh you know i watch a dvd and send it to him and we talk about it um and so that's been the big thing continuing to get into some books some different leadership books um um you know and and just trying to keep the mind sharp but uh yeah i think i think the biggest thing is just feeling prepared to go into an open gym you know and and summertime with softball and trips and vacations you know, may not have all 18 of your kids there every day, but um, still having a plan and not just getting the balls up and setting the gun up and say, you know, let's shoot some, but yeah. um, going in with an intentional plan and, and feeling like uh, get the girls a good workout, um, you know, for that hour that they're there, uh-huh. and then also leaving, um, feeling like as a coach you accomplish something. You know, we're working towards our, our bigger goal as a team. Um, been spending quite a bit of time the last four or five years with our youth program as well. Um, we got our third, fourth, and fifth graders coming in um, twice a week for an hour, and then same with our sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And uh, just trying to get them some ball handling work, trying to teach them how to shoot the ball, and and uh, but but ultimately bigger than that, getting to know them. Um, you know, them feeling comfortable with me, getting to know what our grades look like, and going back to our first topic. You know, I think. Uh, if you want to anticipate what's coming up, you got to be involved at those younger levels and uh-huh. knowing what you have, you know, do you have some size and not that you're going to specialize positions down at those younger grades. Sure. Um, but, but just kind of have an idea of who's coming up and what you might be able to do. And now your junior high coaches come to you and say, you know, coach, what do you want us to do? And, you know, you got a little bit better of an idea of, of what you want to share with them and, and uh-huh. focus on and emphasize and implement. So, um, yeah. but, uh, that's, yeah. Keep learning. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Yates. Yeah, I wrote, uh, when you're done learning, you're done. And all of the, the great guys I've been able to be involved with 
late in their career, one of the things that really stood out to me um, is they're still learning the game. Jim Ekoff played 30-plus years of pressure man-to-man, and he played one year of pack line his last season. Um, Larry Luchin's South Dakota all-time winningest coach, won seven state titles, 748 games. Larry's still learning at 74 years old, so I think that's key. Some things I wrote down, uh, Winter Clinic down in Fort Calhoun, I think that's a great opportunity. Yeah. Uh, little thank, plug, you, thank you for the plug there. little plug there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ryan and I have about 350 DVDs that we have uh, <laughs> possession of. Um, we're both book readers. Um, you know, all kinds of different topics there. I think of, for the young coaches to find, watch somebody run something that you like, you can figure out the X's and O's of it, maybe. But what's really key is you need, you don't know how to teach it. Uh-huh. Have enough guts to send that coach an email. Yeah. Give him a call. Go see him. Sit down. Write up 20 questions and attend to the answer. Yeah. And first of all, the coach would be honored that you called him. And wanna, you know, if you're in a different conference in a different class, they're going to share it with you. Yeah. You know, almost all the time. Um, but go do that. Uh, Fall IBCA Clinic in Johnston. Uh, we try to take a deep dive into at least one topic. Um, you know, we haven't run the ball very much, so every now and again we'll study transition offense. Uh, we've studied some different zones to see mm-hmm. if we like something better than what, we, what we've what we got in. Um, you know, have some trusted advisors and mentors to bounce some ideas off. Um, there's a lot of ideas you put together maybe in the evening and write her down and wake up in the morning, and maybe it's not quite as good an idea as you thought. But, yeah. Uh, and if you can get those mentors, maybe come see you play. And what what do you think about that? Um, uh-huh. But there's a uh, the IBCA has put together a mentor program for yeah you had early, mentioned that before yeah career yep. uh, head coaches, which uh, Jeff Schertz from Ballard runs that. That is at the cutting edge of the the country. To be honest with you, no other state coaches association has anything together that's that organized. We have sixty plus mentors. I think we had like fifty five matches this year. Uh, that's an incredible program. Uh-huh. And then we as coaches, we've got to create our network. And yeah. we've got to make calls and visit with people and talk hoops. And uh, and honestly, is be a little bit vulnerable. Sometimes you're going to ask a question, honestly, that you don't know the answer to. And tell me about that. And I, I think there's a lot of great coaches out there that are willing to share. But they're not going to call you. So uh-huh. you need to call them and talk with them and share their ideas. I, I think you coming from a guy who cold calls people all the time to come and talk, you know, and uh, it is amazing how willing people are to share. So if you don't think that people aren't willing to do that, you're, you're crazy. They are more, you know, 98% of coaches are willing to really share their knowledge and pick your brain as well, you know, and, and I think that if, if you're afraid to do that now i mean there's 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 different levels of it It, it's going to be harder right now to get a hold of lisa bluter at the university of iowa than it is you know marty plum or heather grafing or somebody like that i mean uh, you know but the they're they're willing to share and and a lot of times i think we get and and again it's nothing against like a, a lisa bluter uh we get caught up in well that's the head coach at the university of iowa or it's it's gino ariema at uconn or danny hurley at, at uconn 
Yeah, and I'm not saying, obviously, those guys and gals know exactly what they're doing, and they do it extremely well, but there's folks 10, ro- 10, 10 miles down the road or, you know, right across the street that, that are really, really good. So pick their brains, especially if you see post player, you know, hey, what's West Lion doing with their post development? How come they keep churning out these really, really good post players? I give that guy a call, you know, that type of thing. And I, I think that's important to do as well. So, so Pastor, if I... Uh if I ask for your really big playbook, then can, I, can you be that ninety-eight percent? Well, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you this year because I don't know what's what's working. Uh, I, I think for me, um, you know, I always try to challenge myself. I, I really like to find, uh, especially coaches if they have a good Christian background. To me, that's those are the books I like to read. I love John Wooden. I, I think I've read and I have every one of his books. Um, but as far as you know, with the girls and so on, um, you know, most of our a large percentage of our practice has always been fundamental. Uh, you know, it's it's not necessarily every. You know, we're not going to spend a ton of time half court offense. We're going to work on our fundamentals, and I think that's really paid off for us. Uh, you know, so I think I'd have to add it up. I think this is my twentieth year coaching. But I think this is my fifteenth year as head coach. And if you went back to my first couple of years, you know, teaching certain fundamentals, the drills that I'm doing aren't the same. Uh, and that's just as much for me as it is for the kids. You know, I always, you know, I think there's certain drills that are kind of staple drills. But every summer I'm trying to find different ways to teach those same fundamentals mm-hmm. just to keep the kids sharp. To, again, for me, you know, I could grab a <clears throat> practice plan. I keep them all. If I have them all somewhere, I'm sure. You know, I could take the same one and just continuously do. But I really like the kids to be challenged. So, you know, just even this last season – you know, looking at just, you know, like if you want to do like ball handling stuff, it looked different probably every week, but at the end, the, the you know, our, our result was the same. You know, we got this much ball handling in uh, and so on. So I do a lot. I mean, now with the internet and different things that are available, you know, out there, it's so easy uh, yeah. just to go and, and, you know, obviously watch a lot of basketball. And so in the off season when I can go and I can kind of break down like, hey, I saw this college team that has similar personnel to what I have coming in. What are they doing? How are they doing this? Um, you know, even down to the state tournament last couple of years, you know, you sit there and watch some of those other, those, you know, teams play. And then right there you have the opportunity a lot of times to just sit and talk with those coaches right down yeah. there. Uh, and, and I think for me, I, I, I just kind of pick here and there, you know, little nuggets that I get. But at the end of the day, it's got to fit your it's yeah. got to fit your kids. And yeah. so uh, I'm one that, uh, you know, thankfully now with hard drives and so on, I can save it all. It used to be folders, and oh, I wow. have boxes full of stuff yet that I've collected from other coaches. Um, you know, just through the recruiting process even, kids that I've taught, not at Central Line, other schools as well, uh, getting to know college coaches and, and having the opportunity, you know, to even ask them questions and learn from them and make those connections, you know, I think uh, it's just been really beneficial for me. And, and my hope is that I can take that and it can help our program uh, get a little bit stronger i did something uh different this summer i had a couple of coaches that are no longer coaching um tim cannon at millard north Uh, i had him come up and watch a day of our team camp you know glorified practice i said tim evaluate the whole thing evaluate the kids what do you like how do you like what what do you like what we're doing you know evaluate me evaluate how my coaches are coaching what can my assistant coaches do better uh you know so forth and so on um and then tim gave us and i told him i said watch us for an hour and a half and i'm going to give you the floor to, to talk to the girls for 10 or 15 minutes and just tell them what you see and and uh and then we did the same thing had a buddy of mine nate wall uh 
he watched he came over and watched us play at our last team camp and he just got out a notepad and he just took notes on players coaches uh you know how our, our you know what we're trying to do and i didn't really give either one of them a, a lot of hey you know kylie's our point guard and and you know heather does this and i was just like just watch us just watch us play and and then um it's really really enlightening to have somebody who is unfamiliar with your team and your program watch you play and pick up on things that you don't realize or maybe you've just kind of forgotten about or whatever it may be and both both tim and and nate did a really good job of pointing out some things that maybe we hadn't seen as a coaching staff and and what we were some things we were doing well some things that we were not doing as well as what we would have liked and and so i encourage uh, if you know a, a retired coach or maybe somebody that's that's taking a year or two off to have them, you know, they're, they're going to come in. They're, they're willing to do that. Uh, you know, uh, those folk, you know, old coaches love – there's a reason why they love to do it. So uh, that's something that – that I really encourage you to do if you if you have the capability to do that if you know if you know somebody and 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 they're willing to do it and and you know you can you know I think I paid Wall with a uh, burger at Runza or something like that you know really highfalutin something like that you know so uh, but that's that's something that that, that that we did and then we've I've worked really hard on uh, yeah these flies are like I, I feel like we're Indiana Jones. I need a bullwhip <laughs> right now. So, uh, but uh, now I lost my train of thought because I start thinking. Like for flies. us too, one thing that I, is extremely important. Um, starting out as a right out of college, I had a head coach down at uh, Charter Oak Ute. Actually, high school's dissolved now. They have a I think it's a K yet that they have there. But I had a, a head coach that had done it for a while that was very very awesome about allowing me to have be really hands-on we had a small group some really small school uh so there wasn't even a jv and he's like you know what take the defense and and you know what that was i think for me that was huge because he gave me that opportunity and it just so happened that while i was there we had a really good team in in 2005 we won a state title uh in class 1a that was that was also the sheldon native brian Brian DeYoung. yes sir he's the guy i'm talking about so you know having him given and i and i learned from that like the people you put around you are huge and and so you know looking at i've had a lot of assistant coaches uh throughout the years but the the crew that i have right now i just feel like you know you talk about what can you learn i learned so much from them we all you know brasser knows them a little bit um but all three of us really do approach things differently we emphasize different things uh you know where you know like one of my uh, assistants, Greg Town, he's pretty calm. I'm not always – well, I'm pretty calm. You're calm until you take your jacket off, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. He knows me so well. Um, but, yeah, so – but, you know, Towner, he is really calm, and so he's very good about just, you know, making sure it kind of gives me an even keel there a little bit. And then we uh, – just a couple years ago, Jared DeBay uh, came in, and, and we added him as an assistant. And he's a really young, enthusiastic, you know, coach. He, he's one that's – you know he's going to learn you know different things hey let's try this and and so it's good to have somebody that's young like that on my squad too because it reminds me you've got to get out you know gets me out of my rut a little bit sometimes I like to I get you know just really into what I I typically do and he does a great job but it's one thing that I learned you know from Brian DeYoung is if you have good assistance give them a significant uh part of that team because that's how you keep them and I want to keep the two that I have Uh, they do a great job and so I really do rely on them I, I lean on them a lot 
the respect's there. So, you know, I've had them already say, I think we should be doing this. And I'm like, I appreciate that, but no, we're not going to do that. And they're, you know, and they can understand that. And, yep. and in a lot of other places, uh, there was one actually we pulled at West Line. That was a couple years ago. Um, Brooklyn Myers senior year, um, we uh, were missing, I think I was missing, yeah, I was missing one of my kiddos that typically jumps, and she had to jump against, you know, in Brooklyn, and so right before we went out uh, on the court, uh, my coach DeBay, my young, he says, you know what, he says, we should do, he said, we shouldn't even jump, we should just have her go box out the way she's going to tip. So the person that was supposed to jump against her, she didn't even jump. She went and boxed out thinking that was, you know, probably our wow. only chance to get the tip. It didn't work, but it looked cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, things like that where I wouldn't have typically, you know, what a, and he comes up with kind of these, and, and that's the kind of stuff you want. And so I'm yeah. really, you know, if I don't know if they'll listen or not, but a huge shout out to uh, my assistant coaches and also the, you know, the coaches that have worked with me as when I was an assistant, because it really did teach me, you know, don't, they're not just there to keep stats, use them yep. uh, and, and give them a significant role. And we try to do that. And, and they're a huge part of, of our success in our program as well. So for yep. me, I learn a lot from those guys too. And, and I yep. really appreciate them. Awesome. I was going to make a comment. Um, we've got some team camps coming up this week, um, heading to Laverne and then going over to Spirit Lake later in the week. And uh, I'm just excited. I always like the summer too is, play some teams you've never seen before yep. you know maybe not even heard of them whether if they're from minnesota or south dakota or whatever but so obvious if the program is a good program poor program you know up and coming just based on you know you get three minutes and 30 seconds to warm up are your kids just jacking around or are they yep. got something going you know yep. how are they, they are they do they have a purpose mm-hmm. um and so that's something that i like is and that's probably the most informal setting, you know, of anywhere because you're not thinking of anything. And, you know, now watching the other team, you know, what are they doing for warm-ups? Or, you know, um, during the regular season, you know, it's fun to come over and chat up the opposing coach and do whatever. And, you know, the personnel that you're playing against with your scouting report. But just watching other teams, how, how do they conduct themselves, you know? Um, and uh, so, so basically just get ideas from anywhere. Yeah. You know, any idea is a good idea if it, if it works for your program. Yeah. Um, and then I was just going to uh, say the same thing. We've had the same coaching staff for like seven years now, uh, and it's just such huge. a blessing. Yep. Um, and it probably took two or three years, honestly, to build a, a level of trust where, you know, Brasser has this, you know, crazy idea that he thought up, you know, talking to Coach Yates or something. And, you know, Yates said, I don't know if that'll work. And I said, I think it might, right? And, uh, you know, them just saying, hey, that's we can't do that you know or you know them come to me like heather mentioned hey we need to you know this person in or do whatever and you know they're okay with sure we'll do that or or no you know we're not going to do that now Uh i know what you're saying but that's not what you know need right now and um you know we preach to our kids all the time doesn't we we can't care who gets the credit right so same thing with our coaching staff you know got a good idea it doesn't matter if it comes from jv coach or freshman coach or volunteer assistant doesn't matter you know, best ideas win. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, I just think that's a huge thing um, to build not just comfort with your kids but comfort with your staff, you know, and yeah. and being able to trust each other. And um, like Heather mentioned, dele- uh, um, delegating things out, especially during the game, that's something my first couple of years that, you know, didn't have great, you know, just being new to the school and, and new assistants, you know, you want to try to do it all yourself and, game goes so fast you know yeah so fouls timeouts you know um some of our coaches are really good at saying hey you know other teams point guards out maybe we go to our press now or 
you know, just just things that yeah. huge. And then uh, another random thought is coaching girls, and some of the other really good advice I got is, you know, obviously with you being the head coach, but make sure you have a female on staff. Uh, so you sometimes speak some different languages. And um, happened this summer too. We just had a few instances where, you know, we, hey, go get a partner, and we got one girl left out. Right, which doesn't, you know, I, I'm not waking up at six thinking, oh, got to make sure I got partners planned so nobody's left out. Yeah. But uh, you know, we have a, a female assistant at our open gyms and say, you know, why don't we just put groups together ahead of time and now we don't have this, right? So, yeah. you know, just a whole bunch of things that sometimes as head coaches or a male we don't think about. And you mean it's different um, coaching girls and boys? It's not the same. That's a whole other discussion, which 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 is which I don't is know a fun how much memory I have on my computer <laughs> but, uh, to record all of that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I just think those two those two things are very important. So, well, um, Kylie, how do you build support within your community? You know, we're all from pretty similar situations: small, single district schools. You know, um, we don't really lose any kids to private schools knock on wood right now um you guys have probably some kids that go to like hall western and unity maybe not 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 you yeah you're a little bit more up there but and you're yeah you're a little bit not a ton honestly uh so so we're all in kind of unified districts essentially i guess would be the best way to say it yeah so so what are some ways to build support for your program within your community what are what are some things that you've you've done kylie we'll start with you well, I really, I think you need to build it from the top down. Um, put a product on the floor with your varsity team. That's going to be the most people at the game. That's going to be, uh, you know, early in your career, people are going to come and evaluate you as a coach based upon what that looks like. Yeah. And you're, that, that, that's going to be a challenge because it's going to be somebody else's players that they, sure. they develop. But the people that are going to be supportive of it course the winning is going to take care of itself but are kids playing hard how do they execute how do they behave how do you interact with them and i think you build the program from the top down then you get your jv organized and your c team and your junior high and then your youth kids then you'll turn it around and you'll build it back up uh-huh. and we've been at south o'brien 17 years now and so every kid we have in the program has been there the entire time so now we've put the skill development and, and built it back the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, build support in the community by putting time in to make your players better. Um, they're going to be the biggest ambassador of what do you think about the program? What do you think about Coach Brasser? Well, they've got the inside intel, right, mm-hmm. of, well, here's here's what goes on at practice. Here's what goes on in workouts. Uh, I, yep, we're going to adjust that for the next, next game. And so you say support in the program, uh, out in the community is going to come from those people that know it the best, and the assistant coaches are going to be in that same same boat. Um, some other things we do, we're on a youth clinic, and then we invite those people to the game, wear their shirts. Sometimes that's the first time those those parents have ever been to a game, first time those kids have ever been to the game. Uh, you, I'm not sure who – you guys are probably competing with, with cheerleading. We compete with wrestling. Right, you know, in the youth grades, um, we we now have girls wrestling at our school. Oh, and, you, and we have girls wrestling, so yeah, yeah. that that would be an issue. Um, some other thing, building support in the community. I wrote, we we hand out basketballs and T-shirts. Um, you can't dribble a trophy, a plaque, and a certificate. So, uh, and 
we own a t-shirt business, so maybe we got some, you know, vested interest in that. <laughs> but um, our our high school boys, that's what they wear to school, mm-hmm. is is our basketball stuff, and that's great promotion of your program. Yeah. And we put hands in the basket, or put basketballs in the hands of any kid in the community, and then we give them a challenge of uh, if you'll wear that ball out, you bring it back to me, and I'll trade you, and I'll give you another one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sterling Athletics in Washington, we get some eight dollar balls. And uh, we got hundreds of those out yeah. in communities, and you'll see kids shooting in the driveways around. Um, social media, lots of information, announcements, Facebook and Twitter, always being positive. Yeah, sending that message out. Um, other ways of building support, I, I wrote over communicate with your players and your parents. Um, of course, we got a school app, we got our email. Communicate with our AD, principal, superintendent on any issues that we have. Um, of course, we can do some volunteer projects and service projects out in the community. Um, you know, the thought on email, uh, senior or, or a parent who's on our staff who's had, had two kids come through the program said, when my son graduated and I got out of the group email, my total emails went down by about <laughs> half. <laughs> and uh, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's exactly. nobody going to accuse us of, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't exactly. know these opportunities to get better. I didn't yep. know what was, um, that might be the bus time change, and that might be team camp schedule changed mm-hmm. for Monday. Um, if you'll communicate, and I say that for, as a parent myself, having a kid go through the program, it was really easy when you had coaches that would tell you what what's going on. Yeah. And, uh now, I know there's some really high-tech, uh, high super-organized coaches that put out weekly newsletters, and uh, we haven't quite got to that that, no. that part. I, I think those are great ideas. I mean, they go through and they preview each game, and they make a review of each game, and, you know, I suppose we do that a little bit by our, our comments in the newspaper. Sure. Um, and and there, there's another thing about building support in the community. Um, everything we say in the newspaper is read by... A fair number of people. Everybody. And when we win, our kids are going to get the credit. And when we lose, I'm going to take the blame as a coach. Mm-hmm. And um, whether that's true or not doesn't matter. That's what's going to be in the paper. And then we can fix where we need to get fixed at practice. <laughs> or, or maybe we can give them a little more truth when we get to practice. But Grandma needs to read that Bobby had a good game. Yeah. Um, he he doesn't need to hear that you know his effort wasn't what it needed to be that night yeah Um, grandma doesn't care about that and that that is going to lose you support as a coach out in the program so Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah um yeah i've specifically told like newspaper guys before you know make make sure you you know ryan had a really good game tonight make sure you put in there that we we love the way that you know if, if they haven't brought it up in the first two or three questions that the, the newspaper guy asks you after a game, you know, and, and again, just to get that plug out there or, you know, another thing that I try to do, it, it's easy to talk about players one through seven, but I know I've taken it, you know, Hey, our, you know, our bench was awesome tonight. We had great energy tonight. Love the way our kids really got after it there, you know, stuff like that. Just to let those kids know that they played four minutes, they played two minutes, they didn't play at all, but, win or lose it's it's all everybody on that bench is is involved with it you know? that's an opportunity uh, we have a great student section 
and <laughs> when Ryan played for us, uh, you know, it's loud and it's, I mean, it's as good as anybody in the conference and that, that's an advantage for us. If you can get that out on social media, kids love to hear that. Appreciate the community traveling. I mean, South O'Brien, we, we have half the gym on the road. Uh-huh. Sometimes we have more than half the gym on the road. That's big. That that sends messages to our kids. And then when you recognize that as a coach and tell your community that, maybe you get some more coming. And uh-huh. uh, that's a little bit of a challenge now with the games um, getting a streaming. Yeah, and getting like streamed. Yeah. Sometimes on a cold night, we've lost a few fans. Um, that so the more you know yeah. butts we can get in the seats, the better for us. I'm getting old enough that. There's nights cold enough now. I'm like, <laughs> somebody else want a coach? I just want to stay at all. You know. So, how about you, Heather? You know, as far as community goes, I think our school district uh, does a really good job of getting the community involved. Uh, we have a um, a video board up in our gym, oh, yeah. um, we and we have video board sponsors. Yep. And, and so, giving them, and we also do. You know, you talk about live streaming. I'm biased, but I think we have one of the best. Our, our tech guys do a phenomenal job of, of putting that product out there, but throughout that you know they have those advertisements for those local um, businesses out of Rock Rapids and the surrounding areas and I think that I think that's really huge as far as community involvement you know you'll see and I always make I know my parents watch all the live stream my dad's not able to to move around and get to games very much so they watch a lot and I know they send messages out to some of those businesses thank you so much you Mm -hmm. know for supporting that and especially in the postseason I'm not sure what the amount is that you have to pay to be able to live stream but that's a big deal uh, to, to people that can't get out. Uh, I feel like, you know, for the most part, when you're winning, you do get butts in the seat. Uh, you know, and for us at Central Line, we've been really blessed. Uh, you know, our, it's been, you know, multiple programs that have done well. Yeah. And winning really does breed that excitement. And so, you know, we've seen our attendance is, is fantastic, whether we're on the road or at home. But I just think that's because it's just been, to be honest, it's just been really fun. Central Line Athletics have just been really fun the last few years. And, and so I think that that's a huge part of it. Uh, but I really do appreciate all the community uh, businesses that contribute uh, to that. And I think it gives them some stake in what we're doing, too. And, and I know I've always even, you know, going down the state tournament, it's expensive. Um, and just the amount of people, you know, by the time you get home on the bus after you qualify, I've got messages, you know, in my inbox going, okay, so if I want to give some money to you guys, you know, where do I got to do it? How do I do that? Um, just really grateful for that, that yeah. the community supports us so well. Um, I think it helps, too. We try to, as much as we can, we start with workouts uh, third grade. And so we do uh, workouts in June. Uh, and I used to do it like three days in a row. And, and you know, but now I, ch- I switch that up. We do it on Mondays because I feel like if you can give them some work from Monday to Monday to do that's going to give you, in the end, that's going to be a lot better. Otherwise, what I was seeing is for three or four days, the kids are super excited and you drive around town, you see them outside shooting. And then after the camp's done, is done. Now we do some, we call it the summer squad, uh, but it's a, a combination of a certain amount of shots the kids have to, to go out and shoot, uh, and also ball handling. Uh, a huge part of the reason we've been successful the last few years is because we have kids that can handle the ball, teams can't press us because we can handle the ball. And so as much as we emphasize shooting really with the younger kids at our workouts, we emphasize ball handling even more. The shooting part, that'll come, but if they can't handle the ball, shooting's not going to matter. Um, you know, it's not going to matter how good you can shoot if you can't get it across half court. So with the younger kids, making sure what we do is specific to where they're at. Um, and a lot of, some kids can, some kids can't. But my experience with the younger girls is some of them aren't even strong enough yet to shoot at a 10-foot rim. Well, that's 
you know, our thing is practice makes permanent. So they're going to go in there at a young age and they're going to be shooting with two hands and that's going to continue. Um, and so um, what we try to do is make sure that everything we do with those workouts is specific to where they're at. Yeah. And so we do a ton of ball handling. And we, like I said, we have the summer squad. So they get to shoot so many shots, uh, so many minutes of ball handling. And then they turn it in to me in September. They come up to my classroom. They turn it in. And then we have like a T-shirt uh, or whatever that, and like I always tell them, you can't buy this one. You have to earn it. Yep. And, you know, some kids get really fired up beginning of the summer and they're doing really good. And then they kind of, you know, yep. fades away a little bit. But then you find those kids that kind of rise to the top, the ones that do it. And no surprise that the amount of years we've done it now, the same kids that are having a huge impact on our program in high school are the same kids in fifth grade that made sure they had that t-shirt and and so that's huge and and so I do I do like doing our workouts every Monday just again so they're seeing me throughout the entire month Um, and then trying as much as we can I usually in the spring we do a three-on-three league uh, where the kids come in to be during the high school track time this year we didn't get to because track was indoors a lot just because of the weather and such Um, but we do that three-on-three league with them uh, and again, I think parents buy into that, uh, and they love that we do the, give those opportunities to the kids. And I feel like as they go up the ladder and get into high school, you know, being able to work with them, they understand what my expectations are. I love pulling other coaches into into our gym. I know some coaches don't like to do that. Actually, right today we started uh, some workouts with Cole Saber, um, and so he came in today, and and he's working with our some elementary up to uh, our seniors. Um, but I love pulling other coaches into the gym, too, and giving parents other opportunities that are in Rock Rapids so they don't have to go to Sioux Falls or Sioux City for those, sure. for yeah. those opportunities. You were talking about the, the summer the, the summer squad t-shirts yeah. or whatever. We started doing that with our junior high and high school kids, and uh, we call it the Wall of Honor. Okay. And, and, and we have multiple avenues that they can get to it. And I forget, I've got it written down, but, you know, if you're in the weight room, 90% of the opportunities you can you get on the wall of honor if you make 10,000 shots and again and then you know that one's a little bit more like that you're on the honor system but mm-hmm. I tell them if you tell me you're making 10,000 shots you better come into the season shooting like you made 10,000 yeah. shots in the off season because that's that's going to be worse if you if you lied to me just to get a but but you know we got these different avenues and 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 I got the kids really nice sweatshirts and we took pictures they all got a picture of the wall of honor group I uh, bought, spent money on a plaque, and we're going to each, you know, we have one for summer of 2022, Wall of Honor kids, we'll have one at the end of this summer, and it, and there were kids that were not happy that they weren't, but that's what I wanted, I wanted to create some jealousy, I wanted to create, I want that, okay, well, like you said, this you can't buy this, yeah, you've, yeah, got, yeah. you've got to, and so that has really helped with our summer stuff as well just just having that little just to be able to say i i got my wall of honor sweatshirt i've got my you know and and uh but you know i i kind of the same way along that those same lines and then we're doing that with our high school kids we don't have as much we're not able to do as much with our little kids uh our, our elementary kids but i, I like that idea as well yeah, we kind of we've, we've pitched that as well one thing i tell the kids to beginning of the summer and i'll tell the younger kids that we work with as well is 90 percent of what you do when it comes to basketball needs to be outside of the gym with me mm-hmm. like you know we're going to come in we're going to do things but if you really want to you know if you want to get to the level you want to get at it's got to be somewhere internal. You've got to go find, you know, I even, you know, print a little map. Here's a basketball room. Here's a basketball room. Like, it doesn't have to be in here because you have those kids that will only go if it's organized because yep. you're not used to not doing that. And so with the summer squad, we always tell them, you know, 
90% of this, if they come to workouts, we count them, you know, a little bit towards it, but 90% of this, this is on your own and you got to go get it. And we always make the parent sign off. Yeah. Uh, and if I don't have that parent signature that it doesn't count because I want those parents to be a part of it too. You know, yep. I always think when parents are invested in your program and, and what you're doing, that really helps too. So, you know, our community has been great. I really can't complain at all. I'm, we're really fortunate at Rock Rapids. Our, our youth camp, we have, we call them driveway drills. We tell them, okay, everything that we do in our, in our, in our youth camp, these are things you can do in your driveway and and we want you to take this if you're not really sure what to do what we do in camp okay do that and you're going to get better at it so same type of thing how about you ryan Um, what what are some ideas that you have yeah i had a a few ideas that uh um weren't mentioned yet and and a lot of the stuff that was said was really good um i'm a band guy i'm a pet band guy and uh so i was in the band myself and uh what instrument I played the tenor sax. All right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> State champion. State champ, 2008. Yep. All right. Wife was right next to me playing the berry. So. All right. Um, True story. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, I strongly prefer a pep band over, you know, the, the music. whatever the, the top 40 is at the time. And yeah. uh, so I tell our girls, you guys can decide everything I don't care about. And that's a lot. I You know, I, I pick where we eat because um, that's important to me. Right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, they can pick T-shirt designs and jersey style yep. and all that. But uh, I just told them, I said, I, you know, if, if you have the option, I strongly prefer you have the pet band here. And uh, we have a really strong band program at West Lyon. And, um, you know, that brings another 70, 80 kids. Yep. And uh, what I try to do myself is at least once a year go into the band room and thank those kids for, for playing. You know, some of them were kids that, um, played in junior high and quit, or maybe they wanted to play and they know maybe they're not talented enough. And, and others of those kids, they, they don't want to be there, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think going in there and saying, you know, hey, that that's awesome. You know, I appreciate that. I think that seems to go a ways. Um, another thing is, um, and we've been fortunate with a lot of good endings to our seasons, um, but try to do a nice parents' banquet. Um, end of the year, I know some teams will just have ice cream in the commons or something real quick at a restaurant. Um, we have this nice building in our city park that uh, the city built that lets us go there for free. And uh, we have a nice meal. Um, the last few years, the tradition has been some of our managers have uh, made a video montage over the season, um, which is pretty cool. We always watch that. Uh, we let the seniors talk at the end what the season means to them. You know, that's always a pretty emotional time for those for those kids. Um, and something that was cool last last this last banquet in, in March um, this past year is we had a few parents stand up, um, kind of unprovoked, but they had they had the floor and basically just said what what the basketball program meant to them and how much they enjoyed watching their daughters grow and that's cool. Um, you know, those are the things as a coach. You know, winning's fun, having kids go to college and play is fun, but you know, hearing a parent say, you know, how happy they were that their kids playing in the program is that's really special too. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have K-12 all together too, right? In, in one, one building. building. Yep. So our school is K-12, actually preschool through 12th grade, all in the same building. Wow. And so we haven't done this every year, but uh, one thing I'd like to bring back is uh, during our, our girls' basketball study halls, go down, line up with some, some elementary classes and, and read or, you know, be a tutor or something where they're just showing their face around. Um, we always have our, our high school girls work our youth camp in the fall. Um, you know, and, and I try to, I'll, or, I'll organize a practice plan, but then I really try to be as quiet as I can. And, you know, hey, these third through sixth graders are going to listen way more to you, yep. you know, uh, yep. senior or junior or whoever, than what they're going to do to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that's pretty important. And then kind of as Heather mentioned, we both had the opportunity to go to the state tournament uh, a couple of years in the uh, the last few years. And uh, 
not being afraid to to ask for things you know heather said they had people willing to give and you know our banks are great putting together goodie bags and um paying for a bus to go down and all that and and so i think uh we're, we're lucky in these small towns to have business owners that either have current kids playing kids that are gonna play or or kids that used to play and um i think sometimes people want to be involved and not totally sure how and so i think you know making your program available and and uh you know we haven't gone so far as to put out like a wish list or something but like hey here's some stuff that we could use you know gatorades for the summer or or whatever um and then the last the uh, last thought that i had was um twofold we uh flood the elementary with t-shirts some of them are free from youth camp others of them you have to earn um like our our youth shooting league in the summer we always put a slightly passive-aggressive message on the back to the kids that didn't get it you know like where were you all summer or you know <laughs> i earned this shirt with my my sweat you know and things like that yeah um but then also uh we've had a ton of managers in the past like four one year and yeah. three another year and uh at first it was what are they going to do you know we don't necessarily have jobs for them now we've got stats on the ipad and things like that but I think having your program open for whatever roles people need from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of times that we're there, you know, obviously we're all competitive, we're trying to win, but how can our program serve diverse needs? Yeah. Um, we had uh, um, a special ed student on our basketball team. Um, she was kind of halfway out all four years. Um, never missed a game, but was sure. only at four or five practices. <laughs> um, but uh, she could come on the road with us, you know. I, yep. We know where she is, staying out of trouble, you know, cheering, you know, all that type of stuff. So I, I basically think, how can we use our program, you know, to, to help the elementary kids, the lower levels? Um, and then the last part that I have is we consider our, our Westline girls basketball program from third grade, wherever we kind of start organized with them, all the way through anybody that's ever played in the program. Yeah. And so the nice thing is we've been fortunate enough to have a few people that have graduated from the program come back and help coach for us, mm-hmm. um, and that's been awesome. And, and now we've had a volunteer this summer that's been helping us some. And um, just pointing that out, too, you know, I, I always, uh, when I communicate with the parents, I always, I always say the program, the yeah. program, the program, you know, because in two years, seventh graders, you're, you're in the high school. Um, but, but I think that's something that we've tried to uh, – talk about a lot and and not just make it verbiage but you know hey you're, you're, you're not part talking of the to talk you're walking the walk correct and, yeah. and and trying to you know show showcase that you know we're we're always selling our program wherever we're at um and then one more thought is trying to make myself available to all of the youth coaches during the winter yeah um i i, I try to figure out who is organizing each grade and just send them an email and say, hey, I'm here if you need something. Yep. You know, don't hesitate to reach out. If I can make a practice work, I'll come in. Um, you know, and not really, not try to lead it or take over by any of that, but just show that I'm here if you need something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been very blessed with with great parental or a, a parent involvement. And um, so that's been something positive we've done as well. Yeah. Two, two ahead, things. Charlie. One, are you willing to share your story about the dress code for the banquet that the seniors Oh, yeah, that's freshmen? pretty good. That's pretty good. So... Um, I think this was two years ago. We had uh, um, a group of seniors that were, were really close and great leaders for our program. And so then our banquet uh, was at the city city hall place, and uh, they told all the freshmen, hey, 
sent out a group text, whatever. Friendly reminder, you know, formal dress for the banquet. <laughs> Parents take pictures, you're getting your award, you know, make sure that you're, make sure you're looking nice. And so then what happened was all of the sophomore, junior, seniors came early, had their phones out. Um, then all of the freshmen walked in, you know, they'd film them coming in, and these freshmen came up, makeup, hair done, dress, <laughs> heels, and all the sophomore, junior, seniors are just in their shorts and <laughs> shorts and t-shirts, and, you know, they came right from track practice, and so that, that, was, that was a pretty pretty good thing that they played on those freshmen, so. Yeah. And the second thing, to Heather's point, um, we've never made a player in the gym when I was there. We've showed them some things to do. But all that work, all of the All-State kids we've had are kids that are going to work outside of that. Absolutely. We, we yeah. just, there's just not enough time in the day for us as coaches to, to do that. And yeah. The example, I think of uh, the great movie Days of Thunder, and R- Randy Quaid is the, uh, you know, owns that car dealership, and he's trying to put together a race car. And he, so he goes and meets with old Robert Duvall. And remember, Duvall had got kicked out of NASCAR. There's an incident, and Buddy had died, and he, he wasn't sure, and... Well, Quaid says he's got. A, I got a driver, and he said, "Well, you you can you can build a driver like you can build a race car." And old Duvall, in his uh, you know old guy wisdom, said, "You see that coon dog out there in that field? That's the best coon dog I've ever seen or heard about." And I didn't teach him a damn thing. <laughs> and I think if we are being honest, we've helped some of our good players get sure. better, and and we like to. But if we're going to take credit for all them good players, then we got to take you know credit for them ones that you know we worked with for eight years who don't have as much athletic ability exactly. and turned out to be very good role players. Really helped our team. But I mean, if if we were these ma- amazing coaches that we want to thank, well, then why did that kid score twenty points a game? Well, the yeah. reality is the credit goes to those kids, and so oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and I think too, like well, just today is an example. Addie came back. Addie close to board. She's at USD. She came back to help out with some workouts with little kids or some of our younger kids, and and just to watch her invest. And she doesn't have to do that, but to watch her in the gym with my younger players um, is just so cool for me as a coach. But she'd be an example. Like I can't, like you can't do it. That's got it. Something internally for them has to trigger and say, "I want to go do this." As a coach, I always felt like my responsibility with players like that is to to challenge them. Uh, without a doubt, sometimes it's easy when you have the one, you know, the star. It's easy just to kind of let them do, you know. But you got to hold them accountable, just like anybody else. Um, but I think that I, don't, I think that's yeah. huge. You have to be able to coach yeah. your best player, and, and they have, have to be coachable, and they have to be coachable. Yeah. Absolutely, and you know, we've been really fortunate with that. You know, we've had kids that come in with an extreme amount of talent. And yet, those are the kids. Typically, those are the kids I can get on the most, and they can take it yep. because they want to be coached. And I really appreciate. Yep. And I think part of that goes back to their parents. You know, when they come out of the locker room, man, you know, Coach Grafing was really on me. Well, good, you deserved it. You didn't rebound well tonight. You know, those parents having that support is yep. huge. You'd mentioned Rastor uh, mentioned uh, your banquet. One of the coolest. If there's any younger coaches, I really highly suggest this. One of the coolest traditions we started a few years ago is every year my seniors write a letter to whatever kid gets their jersey next. And so I have from the last I don't know six seven years I've got anybody that ever wore number ten or number twenty I have all their letters, and that ends up being one of the coolest parts of our banquet is when those guys uh, those seniors get to get up and then they have to read their letter to the kid who gets their jersey next and and I think that's just really cool too because you get to hear from the seniors themselves you know what 
what what's part of that program that meant that much to him um and so yeah if anybody's looking for ideas for your banquet that's one i stole from somebody years ago i don't know who i stole it from sorry um but it was cool it's really yeah. really cool awesome hour and 10 minutes has flown by <laughs> i mean we we've literally been you, you, you know you guys have anything else you want to talk about or we good I'm good. I, I, we've had, I mean, geez, we've. This has been like one of the easiest pods I've ever done. I just said like four words, and you guys. I, you guys I just wouldn't mind it. talking about the last one. It was talking about evaluating games. I'd like to hear what these guys. Yeah. Uh, thinking what you think about. Well, so I've got a plan this year, and uh, you know, I kind of start thinking about this in the spring, it, and, and some of it was based off of the season that we had last year. You just. You know, I, I just didn't feel like we took as many good steps as we could have, and I and I felt like I didn't do as good a job as I could have, and and so forth and so on. So, so how do you how do you do that better? How do you how do you more clearly communicate that? Well, um, what what I want to do, and this is a want to right now, is this year I'm, I'm going to give each one of the coaches a responsibility to rewatch the game. And so mine, in theory, is I'm just watching it for just overall observations. I'm I'm taking the thirty thousand foot uh, point of view. You know, uh, my uh, my my varsity assistant is going to do our our shot quality report. You know, our shot quality compared to Central Line shot quality, and we have our old Don Meyer four three two one zero system there that we're gonna that we will do with that. Um, and then I want uh, another assistant to watch it for hustle hustle board stats, you know, high fives, winning fifty fifties, doing this, mm-hmm. and and then there was a fourth thing, uh, uh, just just game stats stats overall before we get it back from huddle assist or whatever. Um, I feel like there was something else because because it's going to be myself, my assistant Ginger, my JV coach Chris, and then hopefully my son will be helping us out. I'm still working on talking him into to helping us out here, but. But and, and then basically, you know, the next day in practice, let's say we play Tuesday night, we don't play again until Friday or Saturday. On Wednesday, we could say, all right, here's our report card from last night against West Line. And here's our, you know, and it's all organized. Here's bullet points. This is Coach Plum's observations after watching the game. Here's what our Don Meyer was. Here was our hustle board stats and whatever else we decide to do. We could lump this all together. And so when you put it out there in black and white, your players see it. They can bring it home to mom and dad. Here's our report card from last night. We thought we played really well against West Lyon, but actually we we didn't. Our shot quality wasn't really what we thought it was, and our or our defense, you know, whatever you know, whatever. However you want to spin it, and and I think that's what we're going to try and do that this year. And I realize at some points it's going to be easier than others because you get into certain weeks where it's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or whatever. But 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 I want to kind of have something a little bit you know I'm doing that for myself and I'm writing two three four pages of notes after every single game as I rewatch the film in my kitchen every night uh, when I get home but you know giving that formally back to our players and giving them that data along with just observations and and let's keep putting that together and this is going to make us better so that's something we're going to really try and do this year to help us turn our turn our stuff around so 
that's, yeah. that's uh, well I'll talk to you about what we do and I'd really be interested to hear what you what you guys do uh, sharing with the team after the game um, win or lose is 30 seconds or a minute in the locker room um, that's that's not the time we, we gotta we gotta go bingo um, bingo nothing yep. better than stacking it up with your team after a big win especially on the road and you know you're with your guys and you had a plan and it came to fruition and that that's the moment as a coach um, we say at home get out there and thank those fans thank tell them you know glad that you're here and then coaches are off doing their thing um, we give our players full access to all the games on huddle both ours and scout film and I know the other coaches have different thoughts on that um, sometimes kids they get watching ahead um, we have to sometimes as coaches but we'll live through that and then um, for me we do we do 5 a.m. I can't do after the game. I, I'm a early guy, so get up in the coffee. And so 5 to 7 a.m., we got four things together. We got game notes while watching the film in the morning. Uh, and basically, that's going to be a sh- streaming thought of what I see during the game. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have a person, might have a group of two. That's going to be split up by quarter. It's going to be split up by time. We don't put it on the film. Uh, just in case that I share the film with those notes sometimes. So it's a separate (laughs) document. Then when that's done, that's emailed to every player that played in the game, along with any coach that sat on the bench. And the feedback that I have got from other coaches is, wow, that's direct. But that's what I'm thinking about. And we phrase everything in a positive way. We say, here's what I want you to do. There's nothing negative on it. Now, there's a lot of correction to it. But those are emailed to kids by 7 a.m., so whenever they get to school, those can be opened up and take a look at it. The second part would be all the game stats uh, once we get them back from mm-hmm. uh, Huddle Assist. While we're watching the film, we're writing pra- I write practice drills down, areas, what, what do we need to work on on Wednesday and Thursday? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's a separate, separate sheet. That can then be individual things we want to do with the kid, or that's a, that seems to be a systemic issue that we're having with attacking the press and doing this and we've worked on it and it just doesn't seem to be working with the idea is what's below average that we need to get to average so that we keeps getting a speed and what's good that we can make great i think those are two major areas so that's your practice drills then the last part of it is uh is ideas for the next time you play them the adjustments you're going to make we used to meet in the coach's office after the game, or the teacher's lounge, as we were calling in stats, and we'd talk about the game. And we'd be like, we got to quit throwing the ball away. We had pick sixes, and it was terrible, and I'd write all these notes or whatever. And they're all emotional reactions to the Absolutely. outcome of the game. And Absolutely. They were, they were awful. We would then, we when we go to scout, we watched the last time we played a team, and I'd watch them, and I'd compare it to what I wrote after the game. And I was like, that's... Those notes were made by a crazy man, right? <laughs> Which is exactly the state of mind. Yeah. But if you watch it the next morning, you have some clarity, and you know the outcome, mm-hmm. right? That you're not just you're not making decisions that are affecting the game. The game's already decided. And then the last thing I wrote is by 7 a.m., I've moved on to the next game. Yeah. I'm I'm emotionally done with that game. Now there's maybe some things that need to be talked about in the hallway, mm-hmm. that maybe need to be talked about at practice. Well, that one's behind us, yeah. and now our preparation for the next game is ready to go, 
and that's good for clarity of mind for me. Yeah. So. Yep. I, I want to add something on my deal that the four things. So, uh, my thoughts, shot quality was the second one, hustle board, and then the fourth one was on our scouting report. We have we have uh, the ten keys. Okay. okay. So, and so three of them on offense never change. Every game we want to uh, – uh, let's see, we'll start with defense. Uh, we want to allow 45 points or less. We want to get X percentage of rebounds and X uh, 16 or less fouls. And then offensively, 15 or less turnovers, make more free throws than our opponents shoot, and uh, shoot 40% or better from the field. So those are – those three defense, those three offense – Boom! Those are set in stone, and then we have four keys to the game. So when we play Westline, we got we got to do this with this kid. We got to make sure we handle their press. You know, here's the second key, and 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 so what I want to do as that fourth coach is, how do we do on those those ten things and have that be part of the report as well? Because I think that sometimes you get into your scout, you go through the scout, you get through the game, and then you completely forget about your scout because, like you said, Kylie, you're turning around to the next game, and Hey, are we hitting our stuff in our scouting report? Are we doing this consistently? And so that's the fourth thing that was bothering the crap out of me, and I couldn't remember what it was, and then it popped into my head, and so now I got that. So now I'll shut up and I'll let Ryan talk here a little bit. And, and I'm put that in. I think well, that's probably. Or in Kylie's going to keep. Well, that's probably stuff. in our game notes because yeah. I've got our scout pretty fresh in my mind. Yeah. And when we didn't close out to somebody the way we should have, or we didn't take away, you know, the yeah. the way we wanted to turn. But I think you're exactly right. Now then, let's get back to practice. Um, you know, you can offer the test, you can correct the test, but you got to give the test back, and we got to have some feedback. Yep. And then we need to we need to give them the correct answers, or yeah. at least let them find the correct answers. Yep. Then we can move on with that unit of instruction on to the next, right? Yep. And yep. I think we need to do the same thing. So, yep. Ryan, Ryan, what do you got, Lee? <laughs> um, I'm a very analytical person. I love numbers, spreadsheets, um, all that good stuff. Um, I've had a hard time finding some type of statistical number to overall measure performance. Sure. Um, I think it's hard because a lot of variables, pace of the game, you know, okay, we want 10 offensive rebounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you shoot 15%, it's a lot easier. <laughs> Which we've done that before. We had, we had a game last year where we basically did that. We, we got like a 1,000 offensive rebounds, I felt like, because we kept missing layups, but we'd get our own rebound and then miss another layup. You know? <laughs> so. Or 15 or less turnovers, and then you play double overtime and you have 18. Sure. Well, is that – you know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, had some conversations with Kylie about this. Um, the value point system, I think, is pretty good. Everything good divided by everything bad uh, takes into account, you know, or or uh, doesn't take into account minutes played. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a, a pure. Did you help our team or hurt our team? Um, that's something that I maybe put together about four times a year with the stats, just to see: Am I missing something? Is there a girl that's maybe being more productive than I think? Um, We've done a few things that nothing's really stuck. Um, I got a good idea from Judd Copred at Lamar's a while back. Um, he would write post-game letters, um, basically a short little paragraph about the team that stayed the same as everybody else, and then he wrote a little paragraph to each individual player. Um, wow. And 
we did that probably three or four years ago, and, and up until Christmas, it was really good. And then we had some snow outs, and we had four games in a week, and then it turned into a once-a-week letter. And um, I try to not bite off too much because, you know, you're so jacked up with the first game before, you know, we play a game before Thanksgiving, so it's yeah. like this chart, this chart, this chart, you know, here's, a, you know, and I, so I, I try not to bite off too much that we can't sustain throughout the year. Um, one one thing that I didn't mind we did a few years ago was we, we had like, let's say, six key out-of-bounds plays. We tracked open shot, contested shot, no shot. Um, and then over the course of the year, you could see what out-of-bounds plays, you know, you have an idea in your head, but sometimes it's, I love this out-of-bounds play because it should work, but we never get an open shot from it, right? I got a lot of those if you ever want me to do something. <laughs> um, the, the, the file of this should work, but we can't <laughs> get it to. Yes. Um, but, no, that's something that I, being analytical, I'm trying to find something, and I haven't latched onto something that I love. Um, we do track single-digit quarters. Um, that's something that we've really liked. Um, back, I started coaching in 2015, and so basically every win – we put how many single-digit quarters we allowed and then compared to the losses. And I could pull it up, but but if we have two or more single-digit quarters, we're like 112 and 8 or something like that. And if you only get one, it's about 500, a little bit worse. And if you only if you don't have any, it's like it's not very good. So basically show, you know, having data to show to the girls that can justify why are we emphasizing this, mm-hmm. you know. Um, fourth quarter, you're up 10. Hey, single-digit quarter here. We don't have to score; we win. Um, so, I don't know. I, I I'm back and forth on that because I like it. I mm-hmm. love to find something that I can track. I think there's too many variables throughout the season um, to to really latch onto you know a shooting percentage or a rebounding number. And, and mm-hmm. not that they're not positive; it's just not sure. something that we've bought into. Yeah. Um, but I think, like somebody mentioned earlier, immediately after the game. What does your team need? You know, um, you can win and play really poorly. And I'm I'm a believer that the truth is the truth is king. Whether it's individual meetings, you know, whatever. Hey, we we won tonight, but it, we that's not how we we can't beat Central Lion Friday. Playing that's not like that's that. not the standard we need. Correct. Yes. Or maybe you do play Central Lion, get beat by. We'll say five, not twenty-eight or whatever it was before. But hey, we we lost to a really good team tonight, you know. And I think the more you are frank with your team, now when something's really more important that they need to believe you, they will, you know. Um, contradictory to you know some other. Co- hey, this this team Friday, they're really really good. We have to. No, they're not. It, you know. Now you're just you're feeding lies, and I can't do that. Yeah. Okay, I can't do. You can't that. Lou holds them. No, um, and and so I don't know. Getting off topic a little bit, but um, the single digit quarters is something that we've really bought into. Um, something we we strive for. Lucky enough, sometimes you got some SDHs, some single digit halves. You're really close to an SDG, right? Haven't had any yet, but <laughs> yeah, we gave up what twelve one night. Twelve, so, yeah. thir- no, thirteen, thirteen. Yeah, we won forty eight thirteen. So the clock ran. And we only had forty-eight points. Wow! So, yeah, <laughs> we'll see if we can. We'll see if we can shore up the defense for next year. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you the Ron Burgundy. That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive. 
So, I don't know. What do you guys do? Uh, Heather, you you know, one thing I've learned over the years is whatever you do, it's got to be simple. I've done that before, too, where you try to have a really complicated way of evaluating, and it's great the first couple games, but as you get in the heart of your season, it's just not... It just, for me, at least, wasn't realistic. Uh, but one of the things we do with the girls... Um, is we have, and I've done this for years, uh, adopted it from Earl Wildstro over at Northwestern. He's a, uh, my college coach. Um, but we have game goals, and we have a chart that's in our locker room, and we have, there's 12 of them listed, and we have every game on our on our schedule listed. And then we put a sticker there, just like you'd see like in an elementary classroom. You know, we've got goals, and if you make that goal, you get that. And the girls have bought into that because everything that's on there are things that are going to contribute to, to winning. It's not, you know... Yep some kids got to score 20 point everything is team oriented uh but then a couple years ago we started and i honestly didn't think the girls would buy into it as much as they did but they really they really enjoy it is uh you know i, I kept watching you know football games and so on and these guys come with these helmets these stickers all over their helmets and that's like a you know you see a guy that's got a little stickers on their helmets Buckeye. that's you know that's a big deal obviously it means they're doing something productive to help their team and so what we did was we just had a picture and a, a poster you know what's laminated of every varsity member and then there's a, a list uh that goes you know what can you do to to get a to get a sticker on there um and none of it is you know score 20 points a game it's all you know this many assists everything is is goals that you know the newspaper probably didn't cover in their yeah. in their write-up um, and that's been huge. Um, you know, a lot of it, we have practice players of the week. Every week we give a, a practice player award to a varsity member, but then also somebody from our JV or JVR teams. Um, and so if you do that, you get one. And, and there's just all these different criteria. And what I like about it is I can change that to what I think that we need. So, you know, maybe if we're not rebounding well, the next week I'll say, all right, if you can grab three offensive rebounds, you know, you're going to get you're gonna get a mark for that. Um, and then what we do is after that game, the before the next practice or if we have early practice we'll do it after our practice the whole varsity crew comes in and I've got the list it's really simple to do um and it's just become kind of a tradition and if I forget to do it the girls will be like hey are we doing our you know yeah. are we doing our stickers today and I'll be like oh yeah we got to get that done um but what's nice about that is it's allowed I think has allowed the girls to look at things from my perspective you know it's not just scoring 20 points a game but you know did you have three block shots if you got three block shots you're going to get one if you had you know as a team if we can get so many one of the things that we do and I'm sure Brasser you know he's seen me going one two three uh but what we do we keep tally marks every time you can get three defensive stops in a row one of my, my assistant coach will put a tally mark down and if we can get so many tally marks I mean think about it if you can string together three defensive stops in a row multiple times throughout the game you're going to get those single-digit quarters. You're going to get those. And they've bought into that big time. And so they're, they're all things that are easy to measure, uh, easy for the kids, uh, you know, to understand what we're trying to get. Um, and that's been huge. And then what they do then is at the end of the season at our banquet, they all get to take their poster home that's got all of their, their stickers. And what's so cool is, you know, you got a kid like Addison Closteboard, who's a phenomenal scorer, and her poster looks just like, you know, our girl that was the sixth man off the bench. You know, because we're looking for different things. It's not just points per game. It's not, you know. Uh, and then obviously we have individual, and then we'll have team goals too. And if, you know, the team does certain things, then everybody gets one. Because at the end of the day, that's what really matters. So we've adopted that, uh, which I think as far as, you know, games and, and, you know, relaying that to the girls, what we're emphasizing, I think that's helped because now it's not just me saying it to them in practice. They actually know when they put that on their board, this matters. And, yep. and so that's been something we'll definitely continue uh, to do. Uh, you know, Coach Yates talked about huddle. I watch a ton of film. 
I always have. Um, you know, I want to know every out-of-bounds play that they're running. I want to know how many times they run it, what situations they run it. But I'm realistic that most high school girls are not going to do that. And I'm also realistic that most high school girls are going to take, if I give them five things to think about, I'm going to be really lucky if they, they you know, retain two of those things uh, as far as scout and so on. So I try to simplify everything. And I've used Tuttle, you know, well, before we go in and, and you know, play West Lyon, for example, you know, I'll have, all right, here's their press. Here's what they do for, you know, zone or man or whatever. And I put it in a huddle clip. And I used to pull kids in and watch film. And after about 10 minutes, there's some that are with you. But most of them are looking out the door, looking at their watch. So I just post it on there. I'll say, look at it. And then the next day in practice, I'll say, all right, did you see clip three? Here's what, I'm, here's what they're going to do on this front cut. It allows them to see it. And then the next day, it allows them to actually go out there, you know, and, and actually physically get to to understand what we're doing so yeah. using huddle as a source a resource i think has been huge for me and what's nice is it gets them out of the gym and home faster then when they have time during study hall or whatever they can do that uh and so for us that's really worked maybe it won't work for everybody um but that's kind of i guess what, what we do yeah we need a video coordinator get all that put together that right. yeah, would that be fantastic? you know yeah, but right. i watch enough film that um it's taken me a little extra time, but I'm going to watch the film anyway. Even if I have my assistant coaches, I'm going to watch it anyway. Sure. And so it's just become kind of a habit as I'm watching. You know, I'm going to cut this clip. I'm going to put it here, and then you can resave it as some as a different name. Like you said, I don't, you know, you don't want to send that out because right. some of what you're writing, you don't want to, you know, it's your analysis of a team. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been great. And then I'll send that, that those clips to the girls, and it's nice because it kind of tags it where it is. So I'll say, all right, go to the out-of-bounds place, uh, and we'll take a look. Um, and, you know, like I said, you know, there's some teams that run a ton of different stuff, and it, it, it takes a little longer. Some teams don't run as much. I had to laugh. I, You know, Brasser talked about his post player. I, I coached one of them in an all-star game at the end of the season, and we are. We don't, like I said, it's what we run. It's not how much we run. And uh, Emily Truy was one of the girls on my team, and it was kind of a tough battle. It's an all-star game, so it's not, you know. But I'm like, man, it would be nice right now to have an organized out-of-bounds play so we can get get a bucket here. And so I hollered out. Two of my girls were playing with Emily out there. And I'm like, you know what? They know what we do. So I hollered out the out-of-bounds play. And they, the girls, and I said, she knows it. And she's like, yep, I know it. And she ran it, she ran it perfectly. And we scored. So, uh, so yeah, maybe we got to switch things up this year. Maybe we've gotten a little bit too, uh, too predictable. But, uh, yeah, we just keep things really, really simple. And at the end of the day, you know, the summer to our summertime goal, if they're not enjoying it, if they're not excited, by the end of the summer, if my kids aren't excited for November, then I've failed, you know. So I want to make sure what we do keeps them excited. Uh, let's be honest, when you win and you're going to state tournament, that gets people excited. Uh, yeah. But even on the years you don't, uh, I just think it's something where it's just really important to keep those kids invested. So yeah. that's kind of what we do. What came to mind is you can have anything, but you can't have everything. Exactly. And so we're all making that decision of what's what's, what's our anything and what fits us. Yeah, what fits us, and you know, not what we teach, but what we emphasize. We yep. we went this summer. In fact, this was uh, your brother's job when he was hurt. Of maybe his freshman year, going into sophomore year, he was hurt. We kept a chart on the bench during team camp of fast break shots, first side, second side, third side, offensive rebounds. And then we went back to that this summer as we were working through our shot selection as a team, then trying to figure out some percentages. Um, then the second chart we were keeping, and we were just making the kids that were uh, sitting out at team camp do this, is I thought we needed to share the ball some more. And so we listed all 11 guys, and we just listed assists. And the, the fellow with the most assists that day, I, I, wherever we stopped to eat, I'll pay. 
second third we're getting some Gatorades and so again what what gets recorded gets done what gets rewarded gets repeated yeah. and so th- those were the things that I thought were going to change our team is our shot selection and our ability to share the ball yeah. well there's 50 different things that you could monitor monitor so that's then the artwork of coaching is yeah. to make that determination right yeah. as a coach what's going to take us from good to great and mm-hmm. and do that with your group absolutely great way to end it great way to end it hour 35 minutes and i mean it flew by it felt like 20 man we were just rolling like a river regan what'd you think did we do all right buddy we don't just we did good okay um hey i i want to i want to thank you uh all three of you for coming over here today hope you enjoyed it here at the at the brew house my maiden voyage here in the brew house but if you're in the if you're in the sheldon iowa area check it out it's it's a pretty cool place a little microbrewery with a lot of different things and and uh you know uh yeah this is this is pretty good stuff for a little town in northwest iowa five thousand people here so uh kylie ryan heather i want to thank you for your time here today it's it's been a terrific conversation and and uh you know kylie and ryan hope you're back in just north of Omaha next spring and we got we got to get you down here next next spring and, mm-hmm. and have you come down to the coaches awesome. clinic and check it out so uh, episode what are we on Kylie 181 181 181 yeah. 181 episode 181 uh, another terrific round table the 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 northwest Iowa the homecoming round table for, you for yours truly here <laughs> so I hope folks have enjoyed it I I didn't write anything down and I'm listening to you guys go, and I mean this in, in, in all truthful. I'm not, I'm not saying this to blow smoke up your keister. I'm listening to all these ideas. I'm like, that's a, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. And I think what we've done here over the last hour and a half is we have given so many people so many things to chew on. And, and uh, this is, this is uh, just a, a terrific, terrific idea-sharing environment that you three brought to the table. I can't thank you enough, and I know the listeners are really going to appreciate this. So uh, I, I hope folks... I, I was going to listen to this on on the way back home tomorrow, because I'm going to drop this tomorrow tomorrow morning, but then I'm like, I can't, because there's just too many things I want to write down, and, and I can't be writing it. I, I already said this. I can't be writing and driving 80 miles an hour <laughs> at the same time. So so uh, just just terrific, terrific stuff here. So I hope uh, I hope coaches have enjoyed it. Heather, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank Ryan, you so thanks so much. Appreciate it. Kylie, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate and, you having us on. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, coaches, hope you enjoyed this. As always, coaches, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.